Happy holidays. Do you want to know what the best gift you could give your partner this holiday season? It is a night of really great sex. You know what a night of great sex to me is? When my guy waits for me to come and comes at the same time. But that rarely happens. And that is because there is an orgasm gap. Okay. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys. We all know it. It exists, but it doesn't matter because promescent has the solution. It is their delay spray. Their delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about it. Just spray a little on. It's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your girl or your partner. And for your partner or your girl, (laughs) they have a whole line of women's products to choose from. Warming gel, buzzing gel. I use the warming gel. They have supplements called Vitaflux that will make you guys both hornier. And they have so much more. I love Promescent products. Not only do I recommend them, 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So what are you waiting for? Go get yourself some Promescent. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon to get 15% off your whole order. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. Buy up, okay? Because you're going to get 15% off your whole order or promescent.com slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Today is Christmas. <laughs> This is my Christmas episode. Let me tell you everything I have to say first about my podcast. In case you're new here, this is Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you haven't followed me on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to call into the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because most people, 95% of them, remain anonymous on the show. People make up phony names. They call me from block numbers and I change everybody's voices. So if you have an interesting, naughty life that you want to talk about or story, interesting, naughty story, whatever (laughs) you want to talk about, while remaining anonymous, we're not anonymous. You don't have to be anonymous. If you're somebody that's out and proud, I love that too. You could be on the show. Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you just have a confession that you want to leave, I have a confessions line. You can call that number 24-7. Got four minutes to leave a message if you need longer. Just call back. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347 Three five seven nine. Now listen, all those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is a really great effing deal. It's so cheap for just $5 a month. You get so much stuff. It didn't start out with all this stuff, but now it has all this stuff and I've never raised the price. So for five bucks, you get early and out free episodes. You get anonymous pics of all of my hot guests, my female guests. Girl today, Eve, there's hot pictures of her. You could see her. Most of the pics are anonymous for my guests that aren't. You could see their faces, but they're very sexy pics. If you want X-rated stuff, though, on my Patreon, I have a Discord attached to it. You can only get to my Discord through my Patreon, so you got to pay that five bucks a month, but you get all of that stuff, plus Q&As, plus access to my Discord, and there are over 1,900 people 
on there chatting, hooking up, privately DMing each other. Discord is a place where you could upload your own stuff. People do whatever they want over there. I'm not involved in my Discord. I don't get involved in the X-rated stuff, but people over there do. So if you want to join my Discord and get all of those other good things, plus I do some Q&As where I answer questions. I do those like every other month. There's all of that stuff on my Patreon. It's only $5 a month, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now listen, on holidays, like the week of any kind of holiday, I always do repeats. I've picked out some great repeat episodes for this week. But just so you know, my repeat episodes, I go pretty far back. I don't want to repeat something I just aired, right? So I feel like still a lot of times people haven't heard these episodes. Um, I'm doing this because it is Christmas. I hope everybody has an amazing holiday. Even if you're not celebrating Christmas, you celebrated Hanukkah, that's over. But uh, enjoy your week off, your trip, wherever you're going. Have fucking fun. Okay, you only live once. Live it up, whatever that means for you. <laughs> So anyway, today I have on Eve. Now she called in November 2021, okay? It was a couple years ago, a few years ago. Eve, she's a very bisexual cuck queen who loves nothing more than to see her guy fuck other girls. Plus she fucks other girls. She's very into girls. <laughs> she gives her whole story. It's super interesting. She's very open. She grew up in a very conservative religious family. She goes into a little bit of her backstory, which you need to hear about because it's so interesting because she went so far from that place. I mean, this is a girl that now has done it all she's super open sexual person i would definitely call her a cuck queen she might even call herself a lesbian she's like she said like if she left her husband she would never go after another guy she likes women way more but she is married she's been married for a very long time like when she's since she's like 16 and she was doing crazy things from the get-go she was a unicorn to couples very early on in her life like banging husbands and wives, having sex with chicks. She's very into women and she gets very explicit about all of it. Her story is fascinating and the way she communicates is great. She's just so open and she's also super evolved. Like right now, currently, you won't believe where she's at with her husband's ex, baby mama, something or other. Like you just, you got to hear that story. That's like towards the end. But before that, you're going to hear really explicit stories about all the crazy sex she's had solo with girls with couples with her husband at parties i'm repeating this episode because it's great that's what i do I, I pick and choose the best episodes to repeat if you haven't heard her story yet you're gonna love it if you want to see pics it's over on my patreon so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with eve this is the strictly anonymous podcast uh, hey, Eve. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. No, thank you for coming on. I love talking to females. My listeners love when I talk to females. I know sort of the gist of what we're going to be talking about. You're really into sex. You've done a lot of different things. You're like, I have so many stories. I think we're going to probably start out with the fact that you were like a unicorn to a couple. And we say a unicorn because that's like the the girl, the, the third person oh, yeah. that's coming into a relationship. And they call it a unicorn because it's very hard to find, right? Like, why don't we start there? Okay. I got married when I was way young. 
pregnant, the whole shebang. It fizzled out. High school love, you know how it goes. No, I don't know um, how it goes. Wait, tell me real quick for a second. First of all, how old are you? You still, um, you sound super young now. I'm, I'm actually going to be 33 soon. Okay, but when, how old were you when you got married? 16. Oh my God, is that even legal? My parents did have to sign. Yeah. Why did um, you get married? Was it your parents forcing you or you just thought you were in love and wanted to get married? Like who would let their 16 year old get married? It's uh, so weird. I mean, if you want to go back, back, I, I grew up in a very religious, we don't talk about sex. When I got my period, I didn't really even know what was going on with my own body. Mm-hmm. The the first time I had like intercourse and everything, like I wasn't really even sure of the mechanics of it. It mm-hmm. was always that forbidden fruit you that's your value your only value is what's between your legs don't give it away don't talk about it and it was just I was young he was tall and pretty and just really wanted to get away from all the the hidden crap that my parents were putting me under I lived under a rock I was super naive super young I mean I probably could have waited the two more years but he was hot and unprotected Things happen, and then a kid happens. So, yeah, marriage, next step. <laughs> oh, so wait a second. So you were very rebellious, because here you are in this very religious community. You're not supposed to be doing anything when it comes to SEX, but you wind up having sex with your boyfriend at a very young age, get pregnant, and then you have to get married? Is that what happened? Yeah, it, we're in the South, the deep South. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's one of those things where, oh, whispers start and can't believe they let that happen. And, oh, is she married? It, it was very, it's that old timey structure that my kids will never, ever even know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for sure. I mean, I get it. I, when I grew up, there was a stigma attached if you were 16. And I think more so because your parents were super religious. So they had to yes. get you married off really quick. You had a baby. Let's get back to the unicorn business. <laughs> How do you go Um, from that to being a unicorn? Every, me and my ex-husband, we started going our opposite directions. Like he was very, I I was curious about women and everything else. Like I had my very first crush on Rihanna when I was like 12. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting. So I knew I was interested and that I found them very attractive. And I'd be like, hey, we've, nope let's try this. And he was just, ew, no, why would you even, I can't do this with you kind of stuff. And we just kind of grew apart. And when we ended up splitting up, I was kind of free to do my own thing. I had a good babysitter and everything. So I ran wild from 18 to 22. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into this little pagan community out where I was living And it was this just amazing open, like everyone would sit around campfires naked and there'd be bongos and drum circles and very like almost hippie-ish style vibe. Okay, so what's a pagan community? Well, it, it was just for in the area that I'm at, it's just a bunch of more... It's like a hippie-style commune type thing. There are people that help you take care of your stuff. It was a very open place to be. You could. That's where I started my unicorning at because I was this young, attractive thing and open. And yeah, let me in. I'm. I'll do this. I'll do that. My very first experience um, 
I had just gotten back from a Christmas party at my work, and I was dressed to the nines. And I got home, and everyone's like, you're so pretty. We really shouldn't let this go to waste. You want to roll some molly, have some fun? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. And my first ever unicorn experience was with a couple that I was kind of, I was in, in and out of their house a lot, visiting really attracted to the life to begin with anyway so how much older than you were they oh my goodness I had just turned 20 20 mm-hmm. I had just turned 20 that March and it was that December and I think they were in their late 30s we had all been friends and stuff like our they had a kid my age and everything they all went to school that's how I kind of got in touch with these people and everything and they introduced me to the community that they were in because like I said I was running away from religion or any kind thereafter so it was just kind of my people I had colored hair the mom had colored hair that was kind of like our basis of like starting hey you're cool we should hang out sometime and our kids hung out and then like I said, I just I walked in just all completely done up, and they're like, we don't need to waste this. You look too pretty right now. So do you want to roll some molly and have some fun? And I was like, absolutely. And then what happened that first experience? Oh, oh man. It was so, like, it, it was crazy. But I just remember watching, because they, they were a couple and everything. So they got everything started, and they're making out and she takes my hand and puts it on his cock and tells me to start massaging it and telling me how pretty I look why I did it and I I was a very guided person by them like it was I'm a very submissive woman Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it it was just kind of like here do this do that now kiss now do this it was a very it was a very guided thing but it was it was very fun and was that your first experience with a woman too? Or did you hook up with women before her? Or was that that threesome the first um, time you're also with I, I had a, I had a brief <laughs> I had a brief experience with a woman. It was my very my very first experience. And we ended up hooking up in a hotel room. I met her at a bar and we mm-hmm. were outside talking. And we ended up hooking up in a hotel room. Well, it was her hotel room. And her husband would walk into the bathroom and I would just shut the door and I'd be like, I'm busy. (laughs) And I mean, it was, it was the most, I just remember seeing her get naked and just touching all over her. And I probably ate her out for a good, like 45 minutes. Like that's why he started even coming into the bathroom and checking because like he was just hearing me go at her. He'd be like, just let me get a peek. And I'm like, I'm busy. And I'd go and shut the door and, she would. She was sitting there. Lord, he's going to be upset. He's going to be upset. And I'm like, well, that's your problem. You have to deal with him tomorrow, not me. <laughs> and now, did she also go down on you? Yes. So- it was my my full like it was a full full experience. There was no toys or anything like that. It was just get in there and get dirty with your hands, kind of deal. And then that that only happened once with that girl. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. 
Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today. Beautiful Anonymous. Yeah, like it was a total, we met at that bar that night because I, I trolled a lot of the bars and everything. Everyone knew I was underage <laughs> and I would always pregame before I got there and I would literally just hang out and dance and stuff like that. I knew a lot of the bouncers and it helps to be cute and flirty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone, that's how everyone gets into the clubs underage because all the clubs want the girls to come in. I mean, how, oh, absolutely. On, a, on a scale of one to 10, what do you rate yourself? Oh, on a great day, baby, I'm a nine. Okay. All day. Okay. And on your bad day, you're an eight? On a bad day, I'm a two. A what? You, you could actually probably... A two? I'm, a, I'm about a two <laughs> on a bad day. Oh, no way. You cannot have that big of a range. Doesn't exist. You can't go from a two okay, to a nine. I, well, with my with my profession that I do, I don't do the nails, the hair, the makeup, and all that. I'm, I'm just a very plain Jane type of girl mm-hmm. when I'm at work or out and about running errands with my kids but like when I go out I go all out okay now I don't know if you're into it but if you want you could send me anonymous pics of yourselves for my patreon and then but they can't no face okay that's the deal oh absolutely oh yeah I would love to yeah so we'll you'll so people will be able to see and rate I'm sure you're sending the pictures of you as a nine we can't see your face so I don't know if you want to send me the two pictures so people could compare because I think it's funny that you think you were two compared to your nine I don't believe you (laughs) well I always make the joke that my my day persona is Brock (laughs) right (laughs) so funny so but but I'm I'm almost six foot tall Oh, okay. And I'm curvy. Mm-hmm. So there so, you go. So, like, I get that very kind of like, oh, model-esque type thing when I'm out and I'm all, like, completely dressed up. So let's get back to your unicorn experience. So you hook up with this couple. Now, what goes mm-hmm. down that first time with them? You had a little experience before, but this time you're going to wind up hooking up with the man, the guy and the wife, right? Yes. Yes. She, she like I said, it was a very guided thing. I, I'm not the one to try and step on toes or take over a situation. I just, I don't have a dominant bone in my body really. But like, she was just very good at guiding me and she would sit there like, um, he had bent me over and I was eating her out while he was hitting it from the back. And she would sit there and rub my hair and tell me how pretty I am and go ahead and put two fingers in now. It was a very... It was almost like a unicorning 101 session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of where the basis for a lot of my threesomes come in later in life and everything. Just how patient she was and how guiding she was and how she she kept a very good handle on on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. They they were very experienced in this kind of stuff. She she was an exotic dancer prior in life so they they were very familiar and open with these concepts and i was just the the young pretty thing at the moment they're a little submissive and you were down for that now did you hook up with them a lot it was only a couple times Mm -hmm. it was it was one of those things where i was just trying to i wasn't wanting to get settled into a routine with anybody yeah i was just like that was awesome i want to do that again and just going out and trying to find my way 
around with all that kind of stuff. So then where like, did you find yourself next? Um, I, I've been partying a lot and I had finally turned 21 and I was going to this bar and that bar and there's a couple little swinger groups and stuff out our way. Very, very hidden. Mm-hmm. I got involved with that and just, I was that girl that would come in about once a month and, hey, would you like someone to join? Would you like someone to join? A lot of times I never even really <laughs> got to know, like, the names of most people. Why? Because were these swinger clubs or, like, house parties? Like a house party. Mm-hmm. Um, I, guess, I guess you would call it a club because it's, like, where everyone went and everyone knew each other. How did you find out about if it was so... Like on the down low, who turned so you on to it? The that very first couple. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were they had heavy ties in the community, and they took me to one of the house parties, mm-hmm. and and just kind of like, okay, here you are, have at it, kind of deal. And I got my my name out there, and it just became the the evolution of Eve to where she's at now. Yeah, yeah. So, how many times did you go to those house parties, and what kinds of things did you do there? I'd say I went to at least six parties. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was just a number of things. I never really got down with a bunch of the guys. There, it was it was still one of those things where I was mostly kind of interested in the women, mm-hmm. more or less. Like I totally didn't mind taking a dick to, yeah. to be able to to play with somebody's wife's titties or something like that. So I mean, it was just floating around in a they were cute and I was cute. You're filling me. I'm filling you. Can I join in kind of deal? And it would just mostly be to like be the satisfier. Like I loved being able to do that for people. Whether it's the male or the female. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you have um, a type? Funny. <laughs> no. And women. Absolutely. I, I love thick, curvy Big-breasted women, like, mm-hmm. that is my thing. I love a big, fat ass. Like, I think they're just the most amazing thing in the world. Men, I can be more kind of versatile on just because, like, they're just kind of spare parts almost sometimes. <laughs> That's so it's funny. Like, oh, well, your face, it's like your face isn't bad, but that cock will do. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was very big on, like, the intimate part of stuff. Like, when it comes to kissing and stuff, I, I wanted nothing to do with any of that. Like, I could take, you know, three dicks to the face. That's fine, but don't, don't kiss me. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a lot of people have that boundary and I, I could I could understand that. So it just it was never it was only whenever I got with these people and things. That's why it was so superficial, I guess, because it was literally just an experience. I wasn't trying to get to know anybody. I wasn't trying to insert myself into anyone's life or doing anything poly at that time. It was just, hey, I'm here to party. Sowing all those wild oats of these things that I had seen watching porn and everything when I was younger and here I am being the center of it and loving it but it is you are the perfect unicorn in that I think a lot of women the biggest problem they have with inviting another woman in is whether they whether that woman is going to get hooked on her guy you were really detached right you're not looking for anything you don't even care if you know their names you're just having fun at that moment and living in the moment without any sort of thought of anything yes I I had been told no and you can't do this and I'd always been made felt so dirty and so awful about all these things in my life. The the whole monogamous white picket fence 2.5 kids thing was shoved down my throat 
mm-hmm. for so long that I just always felt wrong and weird and maybe I'm just an off person. And then I get into this like little community and I'm like, oh, wow, everyone here is just like me. Now, wait, did people in your regular life know about what you were doing or did you have to keep all of this on the down low or were you still involved in this pagan community so it, you were fine? I mean, did your family know where you were and what you were doing? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course no. they didn't know, but um, did they know you were part of the pagan community? No. Okay. To this day, they still don't know. Okay. Like, we're, we're really not on speaking terms or anything okay. like that. So okay. they're just really not not involved at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. But a few of my friends knew, but I call it like my little superficial chapter where I was literally only worried about myself, my needs, my coming and stuff like that, because it's just, it was the experiences that I had wanted and craved my whole life. And I was finally getting to experience that. Yeah, I get it. You were probably like releasing yourself and freeing yourself. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It came with complications with everything, like with my kids at the time. My ex-husband was just, you know, you're a dirty person and everything because rumors did get around. I was young and wasn't thinking about big old hickeys on my neck and stuff and still going to work (laughs) or the clownish amount of condoms that I would carry around in my bag. Oh, my God. Like, you you would think that I was like trying to make balloon animals at parties with how many condoms I'd run around with. Oh my God. You were just always on the ready for any kind of action that could come. I was always and completely like, I was just, like I said, a very sexual being. Like I can meet you for 45 seconds and like, you're hot. Let's go. Like just, okay, well, if everyone's going to think this way or they think I'm dirty, I'm just going to go be dirty. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now that phase that lasted till you're about like 22 is what you said? About 22. That's when I, I was at a party. Go figure. Not a swingers party or anything. It was just like a party party. And I kind of got introduced around to some people. It was me and one of my girlfriends at the time. I was staying with her after I had exited out of the pagan community mm-hmm. and stuff, which they were they were very loving. They were, go find yourself. It, it was just the complete opposite of anything I'd ever known. So it was just a very beautiful time. Right. They're like, go do what you need to do. Have fun. We'll always be here for you kind of thing. But I was partying with one of my girlfriends, and I met my husband at this party and we're all doing molly and acid and we had talked a few times on the phone because we had worked in town together too Mm -hmm. so i kind of knew him and knew some of the the people at this party but not like in a big no-no manner so uh we ended up seeing each other and i was just like you're really cute let's go let's go hook up so he was down and everything and we were on so much drugs that nothing could happen. But you were super so, attracted to him and you wanted it to happen, but you just were super attracted to yeah. him. And I told him, I was like, most guys, if they pull this thing with me and Mr. Man doesn't want to work, I usually send you out of my house with the Capri Sun and tell you better luck next time. Yeah. But with him, he was just, I don't know. He was so sweet and just so, he had me laughing. Like I said, when I say my type's funny, it's, it really is. I think that's a true for a lot of women. Same with me. I, I, but I think a lot of women, that's how we roll. Funny goes a long way. Well, we're tired of men being just onions and making us cry all the time. I want to do that's going to have me belly rolling. True. But I mean, yeah. 
we we ended up hooking up eventually and then we moved in together a couple months later and I was trying to open up to him about hey I like to swing and how do you feel about having another girl and he was very standoffish about it at first mm-hmm. um with him and his ex they had tried a couple times before but every time it come to it was his turn to hook up or do a swap she would kind of shut it down and be like okay well that's enough right so he was like I, I've, I've tried it I don't know if it's really my thing and I'm just like well I mean I would love to and he was like well I'll believe that when you have a girl naked in her bed and I was like okay so about three or four days later one of my really good friends I told her I was like hey and that's another thing too with me and my circle of friends we're all kind of like this Mm-hmm. And we're all just the type of people that can bang and then be like, what do you want to do for brunch? <laughs> we're all just really close friends, but yet we can, we can, you know, put each other's genitals in our mouth and it doesn't get weird or complicated. Now, are these women, are they women that you met in that community before? I mean, how did you bring it up to your friends that you no, all go down on that, each other? That's, <laughs> that's the crazy part. She, the the very first girl for the threesome that I had for me and my husband when we first got together was a girl that I knew at work, and I would tell her about all my parties that mm-hmm. I would go to. Like, she was one of those cool people you could talk to. Okay. She had just went through a breakup with a long-term boyfriend and everything, and I was like, look, I was like, you know, you're you're just like me if you want to. Like, I would love to share, and he got off work, and I was like, hey, come inside. I have a surprise for you, and... I had my robe on and then I threw my robe off and jumped underneath the covers with her and we're both like butt naked going, welcome home. And, oh I was, and he was like, he was, this is a trick. <laughs> he was the test, right? I'm supposed to sit here and be like, no, no, I don't want it. And I'm like, well, if you're not going to eat her pussy, I guess I will. And then like me and her started doing stuff and she kind of looked over. She's like, are you going to take your socks off and join us or what? <laughs> it was just, and he, <laughs> he's so... We used to give him so much shit because he always kept his socks on while we fucked. That was always like the joke, come take your socks off and join us. And this has been about for almost every threesome or foursome or whatever that we've ever had. Yeah, I like to keep my socks on too. My feet get really cold. I always like to keep my socks on. It's a weird thing. (laughs) I know, but that's what he says too. He was like, I can keep my dick harder if my socks are on. I'm like, I like that logic. (laughs) I didn't know. I would never think that there would be a guy that is like that. So he... Keeps the socks on, but he gets into bed with you guys. And then so you have a total threesome. Do you have any kind of boundaries as far as what that girl can do with your guy? The only two boundaries that I have set in place for us is if it's a girl that we don't, that we we have just found, like maybe if we're on one of our apps or something, Mm -hmm. of course, condoms. Mm -hmm. And you can't come on top of, you you can't be in the missionary position and come. You mean... I know that sounds. I know it sounds so weird, but it's it's with that inti- intimacy thing. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, no, it's not weird. It's interesting. I've never heard that before. But and I think that everybody has their own rules and regulations. And I love hearing stuff like that. I like so your thing is like you don't want him looking her straight in the face and coming 
No, that's actually another one of the things. You have to look me in the eyes while you're coming. I want to hear about how amazing her pussy is. I want you to tell me how wet you have her. I want you to tell me it's so good it's going to make you come. Mm-hmm. I love hearing all that. But you better be looking at me when you do. That makes sense. I understand that. Did you figure that out about yourself after, like, he was looking at her and you're like, what the fuck? Or did you know ahead of time, like, that's going to be something that, you know, I'm not cool with? Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. I think it's like the reservations that I've always had. It's it's one of the reasons why I was never, like I said, big into the kissing and, and stuff like that. I don't really do like long extended eye contact and stuff either. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, and there there's different people that it's, we recently had a, a fling come through a couple months ago and it's a girl that me and him both had been dying to hook up with for a couple years and she went off and got married and they were having problems and she come up to visit for a while and I woke him up to, hey, she's got a hotel room. Let's go drop the kids off at school and let's go get some ass. And mm-hmm. I I was totally just loving watching them. And that was kind of like one of the better, like the, the cut clean kind of experiences. I sat on the couch while I smoked the blunt and just watched him eat her out and everything else. And then Oh, the man's amazing with his mouth. He 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 should honestly get awards for it. Oh God! But I, like I was sitting there, kind of directing. And I'm like, okay, well, you gonna fuck her anytime soon? And he went to tell her to go bend over, and I was like, no. I was like, get on top. She has humongous titties, and mm-hmm. I mean, just pretty, pretty titties. And I was like, no. I was like, get on top. I was like, you deserve to watch, you know, her her titties bounce while you fuck her real good. And right, that was one of those times. And I was laying right next to her and stuff. And he would kiss me while he was fucking her and stuff. And me and her would make out, and I'd play with her titties and stuff. But it was one of those times where I was just really loving watching him do work. And with her especially, because just visually, she you liked her. You think that's what was different about her, or is it because there was so much buildup because you wanted her for so long? I think it's because we both wanted her for so long and I wanted us both to have the full fun experience. And I just have certain comfort levels with certain people too. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, we have another one of our girlfriends and stuff. When we hook up with her, I'm all about him coming inside of her and cleaning up myself. Oh, how did that happen and why? Oh, it was just one of those times we, we'd been seeing this girl for a minute. She was actually kind of living with us and everything. Um, She was still allowed to come and go as she pleased, and she was hooking up with different men and stuff like that. Um, But whenever she was at home with us, we she loved playing with us too. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, we were we were messing around, and this one dude in particular just could not leave her alone. Right. And she was a very, I don't, if you say I love you, like I'm leaving kind of deal. Like she was a very, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she didn't deal with that. And he was constantly bugging her, and he was outside of our door one night just please just let me see her. I just miss her. And we're all already messing. We're already all messing around. Like every one of us are butt naked. I literally get up from having my pussy eaten. So I'm in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I get up to go answer the door. I'm completely butt naked. My husband has her bent over the counter and I open the door and I go, if you can see, she's really busy. And then I just slam the door Oh my and God. where he sat out, where he sat outside the door for so long, I was getting more and more frustrated. And he was just like, "I can't stand the thought of you being with someone else and all this other stuff." So I was like, "Come in her." I was like, "Please, baby." I was like, "Yes." I was like, "Beat that pussy up." I was like, "Is that pussy gonna make you come?" And he's over there. Yes, this pussy's so good. I was like, "Good, come in it, come in it." And he was being very vocal. I'm coming. I'm coming. And. Like, it just, it all happened so quick and so fast. I pushed her down on the bed, licked it out, and then me and her started making out. And I was like, if you need to go talk to him, I was like, feel free. (laughs) Oh, my, did she? Did she go talk to that guy? She gave him a kiss goodbye. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. Now, was there anything poly going on with that girl? I mean, because she's, like, living with you. I mean, did you ever? She is. She's still one of my best friends to this day, mm-hmm. and we we still hook up. She she's actually married now herself too. Mm-hmm. But during that time, it was it was very much like when I say I did that poly lifestyle for a minute. She was very much one that I would consider that because she was living with us. We were yeah. all having fun, mm-hmm. and there was no hierarchy. There was no me and him, and just her. It was like all three of us. They could play around. Me and her could play around. It was. There's never been really much of a jealousy issue or anything. And that's maybe because she was like your really good friend. Now, does she, when she fools around with you, you said you hook up with her to this day. Does her husband know? Does he get involved? Oh, yeah. We, we've, we've had swaps and stuff before. Usually how it ends up at our, like with us, we'll all get together, play some cards, have some drinks. And then before the end of the night, every one of us are naked somehow. And everyone's doing everything. It's usually. It's usually me and her saying, it's so hot in here, and then just pull our titties out, and it kind of goes from there. Oh, my gosh. Is that the one with the really pretty boob? No, that was a different girl. This is another girl. That was a different girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, 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 was our, that was our little unicorn that we had, and it was just an amazing thing. We're not allowed to speak with her anymore. How come? Her husband did find out. How, oh, so she was doing it behind her husband's back. Yeah. It's not like something we're exactly proud of. But, you know, I'm not to sit here and say how anyone's relationship works. And if you want to hook up with me, you're hooking up with me, then I guess I I can't help you. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, you shouldn't do that because I will do that. (laughs) But how did you how did she get busted? Do you know? I like to have you seen the booty paintings where you set your your butt on the canvas with paint and everything? No. We we do those for like little crafts around here. Like me and my girlfriends, when we have our little naked rendezvous and things, we've made a lot of those canvases. So she had made one for my husband mm-hmm. using the front side, her titties and everything because, and she had took a picture of it to send to one of her friends. When he got home, he was going like, because nothing's ever been said like via text. There's no paper trails or anything like that. He's seen 
the canvas that she had made at my house. Mm-hmm. And we had tried to be like, her husband wasn't even home. It was just me and her. It was an art project. And I'm sending her pictures of all the other ones that I have in my house because my whole bedroom's done up and just all of my friends' butts <laughs> and their oh canvases. My. Oh, my God. Can you send me a picture of that for my Patreon? <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh, absolutely. That's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. I've never, I mean, where the fuck do you live that this shit goes down? I've never heard of butt can't, it's a butt, like, where'd you get this idea? Is this just something that uh, everyone does or just, did you think Girl, of this? Facebook. Oh, Facebook? What do you mean? Yeah, like, it was totally trending. I even bought one for my husband so he could put his balls on one, but he never got around to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, wait, so it's called like butt canvas or there's a Facebook group. Like, how did you find this out? No, it was just kind of like, it's where you get like the big science project boards, the big whiteboards. Yeah. Um, we would paint, we would, another one of our stories, (laughs) I had a bunch of the girls get together for an improv girls night. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, we're all running around naked, covered in paint, doing our canvases. And I volunteer my husband to go wash everyone off. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. How many you girls know, were there? Me. There's four girls and him. So you're all making these canvases. You all got the paint all over. And now someone's got to wash them off and you you get your husband gets to do it. Yes. And one of my girlfriends that had come over too. she she's just been recently divorced and everything. And she'd never even been with women. Mm hmm. And the girl from the story earlier about the, the boy being outside wanting to talk to her while yeah. we're all fucking, she always takes that as a challenge. She hears, oh, you haven't been with women? Mm-hmm. Challenge accepted. So it just, it kind of ended up going from this, hey, honey, will you wash all of us girls off to where we all, he's being very thorough, I might add, because he's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just starts off as like the four of us and he's just a patiently watching man. And when he's like, honestly, he's, I just don't know where to even start. Too many <laughs> women. so many holes. Oh my God. <laughs> but wait, did that girl get that girl to become involved? The one who was like the virgin? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, her very first lesbian experience was with three other women. Oh my all God. At once. Oh my God. She's like top of the mountain. She starts at the top of the yes. mountain, right? Yes. We even got her to squirt that night. Had she squirted some... before or was this her first time? No, it was her first time. She thought she was going to pee all over the bed. And I'm like, if it's pee, we'll wash it. It's fine. Oh my God. Were you just going down on her? No, my, my, my challenge accepted friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was the one just, she got one of my strap-ons out and was just going to town on her. Oh my God, that girl. Oh, I mean, yeah. Is she a lesbian now? <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You didn't convert her. Um, I wish. <laughs> but no, it's just, it was one of those things. And we all just kind of just had fun and experimented. And it was someone that my husband had wanted to hook up with because all my friends are attracted to, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So, and he's he's just surrounded by four beautiful naked women just going, can I get some dick now? Hello, can I get some dick now? And he was, he fucked them all? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, my, my friend was actually kind of getting upset because she isn't used to, I guess, the freedom that there is around here. So I'm, I'm like the mom of the group. 
Well, right. actually, the daddy. The, the ongoing joke is that I'm daddy. Right. Because I, I go around at the end of the night. Here's a bottle of water. Here's some Tylenol. Do you have your alarm set? <laughs> I'm, I'm that person at the end of the night. But during the action stuff, I just love watching. So I'm just over there in heaven listening, watching him just be amazing. I remember at one time, one of my girlfriends was sucking him off. And he had another one of my girlfriends sitting on his face and was you know, fucking another one with one of my dildos and stuff like it was just <sighs> for you. That's what you right love. Now. Right. I love, I love watching him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just a master at what he does and he's just, he's cute and good to look at. So <laughs> yeah, you might be a little cuck queen, right? I think a lot of women, when I had that one cuck queen on recently, it was the first time, but I'm like, I probably, probably not the first I think just a lot of people don't use the term, right? Or, you know. Um, I always thought it was just considered voyeurism. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never actually heard the, the actual term of cut queen before. Right. So when I started seeing that, and there's been a couple experiences we've had where I've done nothing but literally sit around and watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into the humiliation part of it. I don't want you to sit there and be like, I'm fucking you so much better than she can. I, I don't really get into that or anything. Mm-hmm. But I, but I love watching. I love listening. I love listening to him tell me how good their pussies are and how they're going to get him off. And I love that. <laughs> and you like cleaning up. Yes, I am a huge, I'm a huge cum queen, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. We kind of get into some other things, especially when we have escapades where he's gotten off in a couple times in a night. There's just like kind of none left and I'll get into the shower and be like, well, I'll take anything that you want to give me out of it. And what goes down? I like waterworks is what we call it. Yeah. So, so like the pee play and stuff. So if he's completely exhausted himself out of cum and everything, like I'll be like, yeah, come pee on me in the shower. I'll take anything that comes out of that cock. Right. And I like, I like, I do like humiliation in that way, Mm -hmm. but like with him, For him to just come up and be like, well, I don't have any cum left for you, but if you want something that bad, like I can, I I get into that kind of stuff. You did call him Daddy Dom. I remember like in your email to me and I was wondering if you, you're still, and because you did mention you like being a little bit of a submissive. So do you enjoy when he's a little bit dominant to you in that aspect? Yes. Yes. I really wish he could get into being a little bit more of a sadist, but it's just not in his nature. Mm -hmm. He's a very sweet, loving, he wouldn't hurt a fly kind of guy. Yeah. So I always pushed him into that sadistic dom role and he always kind of rejected it and he's turned into this really sweet, oh, daddy loves you, Evie, you're just so pretty. Like, he, he, he gets me on that praise kink and he'll just tell me what a good girl I am and stuff like that. So I, I, I really enjoyed the, the daddy dom he's become. It's a very sweet, warm place to be for him. Now, question, do you ever hook up with other guys? I mean, when you do do swaps and stuff like that, because you do also hook up with other couples, right? Yeah, we do. I'll totally hook up with the guy. It's tit for tat kind of deal. Yeah. It it takes a lot, I've learned, especially in this lifestyle, to have a four-way mutual liking, getting agree. Not so much of taking one for the team or anything like that, but I just... (laughs) I mean, yeah, I really want to watch my husband beat the back out of your wife. I guess I'll bend over for a couple minutes. (laughs) I think you said that before. You mentioned that before, and that's the way it still is now. 
I'm just, it takes a lot for me to be attracted to, to men almost. Like, mm-hmm. I, I tell my husband all the time, if anything ever happens to him, like, I'm just completely, I'm done with penis. Like, I'm good on it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, talk to one of them they stay anonymous i can't hang up that's all the rules i never know what's going to happen we get serious ones i've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison i've talked to people who survived mass shootings crazy funny ones i talked to a guy with a goose laugh somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends i never know what's going to happen it's a great show subscribe today beautiful anonymous that's like my other cuck queen girl. She said the same thing. She was like, she loves him and she's down, but she, you know, she said if they ever broke up, she'd probably wind up with a woman. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like yeah. me, um, me and my one girlfriend, the one with the, you know, the challenge accepted friend, we, we tell each other all the time. We, we tell our husband, if anything happens, y'all, we break up, y'all die. Like me and her rest of our lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you do the guys sometimes. What other, any other crazy stories you want to get into? I guess the the most recent thing right now is I do have his ex and the first mother of his child living with us right now. What do you mean? Are you hooking up with her? Uh, not yet. Okay. We're all trying. It was a very volatile situation for a long time. Nobody got along. Mm-hmm. I had to work through a lot of jealousy issues and everything, insecurities of my own. Mm -hmm. His birthday was just October 18th, and we all went to town and went to a strip club and got a hotel and stuff together. I drank too much, kind of showed my ass because I I was still kind of dealing with everything. So what we were trying for that night kind of didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and she's really... She's growing into herself, and we're trying to give her space and not trying to really push anything either. She's not into women exactly, so it's one of those things, too. She would end up being a pillow princess, or even I could even see maybe her and him dating and me and him being together. Now, so you went from being, like, jealous of her to working through those feelings enough that you would enjoy seeing him with her. That's pretty major thing to get past it's it's been a lot it really has and Mm -hmm. and i've tried i've tried to work through a lot of trauma that me and her have built up together and everything um and i even told him i I have no problem with them hooking up but it's one of those things for my own like healing or whatever you want to call it i don't know but i need at least all three of us to mess around Mm-hmm. The first time she don't have to participate on me. I'm fine. The The girl that we hooked up with in the hotel room that was married, she was a pillow princess for us. She, she didn't go down on me. She didn't do any of that stuff. He fucked me. Yeah. And I fucked her. And But she was a very much a pillow princess. And I could do that for her. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to I don't want to push her boundaries or anything either Mm -hmm. but I think for all of us to like cohabitate and really make this work and for me to be okay seeing them together like I just I need that one time with all three of us and then you think you could totally be down with them hooking up in front of you do you think that you'd be worried that it would turn into any kind of couple thing or is that okay with you I am still working on that one of your people that had that I listened to one of the podcasts and stuff. She said something 
very remarkable, and she was in the poly life. I think she was the one that was talking about everyone's fluid bonded and stuff. Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh. But a lot of things that she said on her podcast really stuck with me about having these other women with her husband and everything was healthy competition that made her want to step up her game Mm -hmm. and be a better wife. And with, if you really love someone, and I love all the points that she made on that. Yeah. Just why would you not want to see them enriched? And it was, like I said, it was very volatile with all of us for a lot of years. A lot of dirty, deceiving things were done on both ends, Mm -hmm. our end, her end. Yeah. No one was really happy with each other. They're childhood friends. They've known each other all their lives. They grew up together before they moved down here. Yeah. So, you know, and I I understand what it's like to miss that and everything. And I'm on good terms with my ex-husband and stuff now. We can can get along. We're definitely nowhere anywhere near that. Yeah. But we can get along. And I just, I miss having him around sometimes because I've known him since I was so young. So just having her around and them rebuilding their relationship and not, hating each other and spitting venom with their words. It's just, it it took a minute for me to not be jealous because that's my own insecurity. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's a me problem. That's not a them problem. Yeah. And why, why would I not want to see him happy and enriched and not having, I don't want him to hate her. No, I love that. Yeah. I'd watch that. It's so weird. (laughs) I was thinking, uh, I don't know. I saw Gwyneth Paltrow on something the other day and they brought up that whole unconscious coupling thing or conscious coupling or whatever the it was but everyone went to town on her because she like remained friends with her ex and it was so abnormal to everyone yet what's normal to most people and what we accept across the board is like these very hateful vicious petty yes. breakups and I'm like that's so fucking backwards because people grow and change and like you said it's not gonna happen magically where there's no feelings involved everyone's human beings but we should be able to get to the point where you could work through things and get to the other side where you can be amicable especially when there's kids involved it's like the mother of his child so why shouldn't you all get along and and like you said you understand where he's coming from and you know that you had your own insecurities but that shouldn't block him from being friends with her and I love that you were able to work yourself through it but that you mentioned it wasn't easy. No, like it you, was yeah. it was not easy at all. I used to not even be able to see this girl's name pop yes. up on a computer screen totally without understand. just raging yeah. or getting knots in my stomach from seeing her. I had a and guy it, 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 that I dated and the whole time I was with him, he would tell me straight to my face, I do want a relationship, but I don't want one with you. He had this long distance right? crush on this girl he threw her in my face constantly she was the thorn in my side and fast forward so many years later we broke up he wound up with her she moves here they have a baby we're all friends but just like you it didn't happen easily but when I got past that and I was over it like we all became friends and stayed friends for like 10 years I would they would call me up and be like can you come over and babysit because we're gonna try and have another baby and I'd be like okay no problem and so it could happen and I think that that's more normal than the holding on to the jealousy and the anger and it all that really stuff. It really is. Mm-hmm. And like right now, my husband's actually sitting in the ER right now. He had a gallbladder attack and we're waiting on surgery for him. Oh my God. Uh, she's the one that took care of all the kids and got them off to school and everything this morning. Like, why would you want to sit here and keep a hateful, awful relationship when you can literally work together and make everyone's lives better and more enriched? 
Yeah. No, like, you know what? You are Eve, Evie, Eve. I know you wanted to call me Evie, but I'm like, let's do Eve. It's so much easier. But you're a problem <laughs> solver. I mean, you you work through things. The, the same thing with your sexuality. It was like really repressed and when you were younger and you it was very difficult the way you were raised. But you really worked through that by going out and doing what you did, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Like yeah. you took back your sexuality and you own it. You speak very openly about what you do. There's no darkness there. I love that you loved that episode, the fluid bonding one. What was her name? Why can't I remember it? Because everyone's names are <sighs> fake. And I was like, I'm always dealing I know. with so I really many wish names. I could, but it, <laughs> yeah. She, but, because she, she was so many profound things that just yes. helped me out too. And what I loved about it, there was nothing dirty about it. Everyone thinks this kind of stuff is so dark and whatever. And why I do my show is because I love to shine a light on it and show it in in a way that can mm-hmm. be positive. Listen, there are there are some dark episodes. There are some people that are doing things on the download, but that's because it's not accepted. But I love when people come on and sh- talk about it, especially <laughs> women, because I don't think people think like women like you exist but like you got to a point where this it is freedom for you and it's who you are and you you're it, it opens up your world to, yeah. to better to better relationships just in general like yeah. my friends that I have mm-hmm. I I have the type of friends that'll give you a car if yours breaks down I have the type of I have the type of friends that it's not just drinks and good times we are like a little tribe as I like to call it yeah and being more outspoken about these things, especially in these little podunk hick towns where, oh, slut and whore and all these labels are put on just a natural, healthy promiscuity and stuff. And they wonder they wonder why teen pregnancy is crazy around here. Yeah. And they, they wonder about all these things. And I'm just like, yeah, man, I've been there and I live that. And when you're more open about it, me and my husband, we've made jokes because I've worked in, in bars my whole life. Yeah. He would come in and see me and everything, and everyone would always tell us how we were like this little power couple, and I'd make jokes like, oh, well, did he tell you that I want a divorce because he won't pee on me? That's how (laughs) we got into Waterworks. It literally started as a joke, like, and it's just so... It's just so it could build up that little confidence with him, too. (laughs) You got a half a bar going, dude, I'll go pee on her for you right now. That's so hot. I loved building him up and putting putting him on this little platform of, you know, he's got the hot wife, but you ain't got a chance with her kind mm-hmm. of deal. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, and when you're more open and unapologetic down here, yeah, you are outcasted. A lot of people, I've had just regular day-to-day friends that aren't into things. But I've just had to try and have people come out. I like to host parties. We live on a, a bunch of acreages out on a mountain. I can have bonfires and all kinds of stuff out here. And I love doing that kind of stuff, but... I already know how everyone labels me or my house or considered the fuck house or the whore house and stuff like that because, yeah, we totally have swinger parties. Yeah, we totally have these random foursomes and morsomes and everything, but that's with consent. I don't get anybody drunk to get them to feel a certain type of way. I don't push drugs on anybody. Yeah. In fact, my one my one challenge accepted friend, she's completely sober. She doesn't do anything. She doesn't mm-hmm. even drink. Mm-hmm. And everyone always has these clouded judgments on, oh, yeah, if you go over there, you're going to end up naked or on uh, you know, a notch on her belt kind yeah. of thing. And yeah. it's like... Okay, I'm a whore, but I won't do you. So what's your problem? But what's most important is that you don't feel bad about what you're doing. And not even I've gotten so much backlash off of letting his 
other baby mamas say, even some of my more closer friends, you know, honey, are you sure? Are you going to be able to deal with this? Are you, I had people that actually cared when I talked about it Yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I, I got, I was met with a lot of reservations about that. You really shouldn't do that. That's, that's going to make things complicated. And it's only if you let them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could totally blow up in my face. I could wake up tomorrow and she's hot after him and everything like that. And that's something that she's going to have to work out. I do trust my husband yeah. into the fact that I know I could leave here every day and go to work. And if they're here together, I know for a fact nothing's going to happen. That's mm-hmm. how much trust I have in him. Yeah. People might think, what kind of relationship do you have? If you're a husband, you let him fuck other people. I get comments. I see comments like that a lot on YouTube. And it's total projection. People will be like, oh, if he loved her, he would never fuck someone else. Or she can't love him. Or she would never want to see him with anyone else. And I've encouraged him to go out and hook up solo. I'm like, if it's cool with her, I'm like, take some pictures, take some photos, send me a snap of yeah, you're the down, you like it, yeah, and stuff. Like, I like that kind of stuff. And he's just the type where he's like, babe, it's just it's way more fun when it's with you. Yeah, like he has total permission to go and do. And he does talk to women on Facebook, Snapchat, these apps, and everything. And he'll get his nudes, and he'll get all riled up from all the sex thing. And then I just get to live the reprieve and just get to take all of it (laughs) yeah i like i said i think it's all projection because they they can't understand even being at the point which i get i understand it no i totally get it too Mm -hmm. the demisexual thing i get it if you really need that emotional connection and with your soul and what you've worked on and you can only be with one person at a time that's beautiful exactly but don't sit here and say that i don't love Right. My tribe, don't tell me I don't love my husband and that I wouldn't do anything in the world for him just because I, I let him put his penis in other things. Yeah. Like, tell me how how does that make him a bad father or a bad husband because we're out having fun. Do not sit that here and talk bad to me about it. Yeah, you can no. hold your own thoughts and feelings about it, but that don't don't push your shit. You ain't worked out on me. No. I put in my time. I've done my shadow work. I've done a lot of my trauma work. Like I put in the time and this is why I can be so open and why I'm not threatened by someone that I used to not fucking stand. And yeah. Don't don't take away my progress and don't take away what I've done just because you haven't done it for yourself. And let me tell you this. Doesn't it feel so much better to be cool with that girl than that feeling of being jealous and hateful towards her? To me, the reason why I always want to work through that and I do work through it is because I hate that feeling. It just feels terrible. Yeah, it's a gross feeling. Yeah. Who wants to just sit around and be angry? Yeah, and jealous and everything. I've always called mm-hmm. it the lazy man's emotion. I like that. I love you, Eve. I think you're just, you're very evolved. I think your story is so fascinating. On so many levels. Thank People you. are going to love it because you're very explicit as a woman. A lot of the girls don't talk the way that you do, but that helps the, the episode. People are going <laughs> to love this episode. People are going to have to join my Patreon to see your pics. You're going to send me those pics of whatever you want as long as it's consensual as well as those canvas things, which if I've never I, heard. If I, get it okay, if I get it okay with baby mama and stuff, I have some pictures of all of us on his birthday where we're all just decked out and stuff. Of course, I know no heads, but if it's cool with her, like you said, yeah. as long as I get consent, I can send you pictures of that. Yeah. But like I said, nothing pornographic. It could definitely be sexy. The women always send me like sexy pics. Um, and well, we all dressed in black for his birthday. Like um, we were we were done up. Okay, cool. All right. So send away. <laughs> Everyone, if you want to see Eve, sign up for my Patreon. Thank you so much for calling in. This was a great story.
So glad Thank to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've had a great time. I've sweated through my whole shirt, but I'm doing great. <laughs> oh my God. Wait till you hear it. Listening back to your story as a third person is 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 going to be great. Trust me. Everyone always tells me that. So let me know what you think after you listen to it. Make sure to go to YouTube and see all the comments and send me your pics for Absolutely. Patreon. Thanks again, Eve, for calling in. Thank you, Miss Kathy. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous.